Go with me in your Bibles to the book of Ephesians. And as you're turning to Ephesians chapter number 6, let, re, let me remind you, Wednesday night, 7.15, Brother Mike Wilson will be doing the class here in the sanctuary, singing and playing and preaching. Amen. We have a team going to Broken Lives to have a service. I'll be preaching that night there, so pray that God gives us a great outpouring of the Holy Ghost and anoints our team to, uh, to do the work of God. Amen. On Saturday night at 6 o'clock at the Ingemar School, there is a fundraiser for Brother Alex Jeter, one of our own. He has a kidney transplant coming up. And uh, they have a night of comedy with the Christian comedian J.J. Jasper. Tickets are $10. See Sister Michelle Leslie regarding tickets. But, uh, but remember that and let's be praying for Brother Alex as God guides him through all of that. Also, we have something coming up in the very near future. And we're so thankful to have an opportunity to do what's called Praise in the Park. That's at Waldoxy State Park. And uh, it's going to be a service on a Saturday evening. And we are the only apostolic church, it's my understanding, that's ever been invited to do that. Thank you, ma'am, for the invitation. God bless you. Thank you so much. And we're going to have a time. Amen. And so be, be prepared to listen for information as that comes closer. Turn with me to the book of Ephesians, chapter number 6. Man, I'm so thankful to feel the Holy Ghost here. Amen. Thankful for victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians chapter number 6. Is that rain out here or what? I don't know. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Amen. We better start running because the Holy Ghost is getting ready to be poured out here. In Jesus' name. Amen. Ephesians chapter number 6 and verse number 10. Finally, my brethren. Boy, don't you love it when the preacher says finally. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always, with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, we are in a war. The good news is the outcome has already been decided. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of the world, and spiritual wickedness in high places. Praise, praise God. Amen. I got to preach fast. We're on battery backup. So I'm going to preach where the devil gets his power. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. And you can be seated. 
The church of the living God has an adversary that hates every single one of us. While he is a formidable enemy, it is important to understand who he is and what he is. Jesus addressed the fall of Satan in Luke 10 and 18 when he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. The name Lucifer means the day star or the morning star. It was the star that shined just before the end of the night, announcing the coming of the sunrise. In a spiritual sense, Lucifer, as the morning star, he announced the arrival of the presence of God. He was the introduction to the true light that lights every man. The Bible says that when the morning stars sang, that the sons of God shouted for joy. When Lucifer began to lead worship, the universe responded with a shout of praise. It was a powerful, awesome, amazing position in heaven. As he would worship God, and all of creation would join in in worship. The prophet Ezekiel described the beauty of the creation of Lucifer. The Bible teaches us that his body was covered with precious stones and jewels, emeralds and diamonds and other valuable jewels were in his very body. Lucifer became so impressed with his own beauty that he desired for himself the glory and honor that belongs only to God. The sin that corrupted Lucifer was the sin of pride. The Bible says that his workman was exquisitely, his workmanship was exquisitely created. He was created with tablets and pipes in him that as he moved and breathed it gave sounds of worship to God. His very body caused music of praise to come to God. He exhaled praise like we exhale carbon dioxide. His beauty surpassed all other creatures besides God himself. But now he is no longer hold, he no longer holds that esteemed position in heaven. Now we know him not by his name, but by his actions. He is the accuser of the brethren. He is the dragon, the serpent, the prince of this world, the father of lies, an unclean spirit, the wicked one, the tempter. When Lucifer sinned, all of his glory and his authority in heaven were stripped from him. The devil appeared before God not as an equal, but as a subordinate. Luke 1, or I'm sorry, Job 1 and 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. He had to show himself when God called. He is not an equal with God. He's not omnipresent. He's not everywhere. He has to approach God because he can't be everywhere all the time. God has set limits of Satan's permission and what he can do. And he must abide by the directives of God. God were, God, while Satan had to be bid to stand before God, the Bible gives us permission to stand before God at all times. Hebrews 4.16, let us come there, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. You have been given an invitation to approach God with worship anytime that you want to be in his presence. <clears throat> Satan complained again in the book of Job that God had put a fence around his children on every side. He complained, I can't touch your people because you put a fence around them. 
and I can't cross the barriers that you put in front of me. God gave the church power to set Satan's captives free. Acts 26 and 18. This is what God has commissioned us to do. To open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light. From the power of Satan unto God. That they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith. God has given us authority to set the devil's captives free. Amen. The devil is not omniscient. He doesn't know everything. He's not everywhere and he doesn't know everything. The Bible says that the demonic spirits of this world were limited in their knowledge for had they known they would never have crucified Jesus on the cross. He doesn't know everything and he can't be everywhere. The devil, oh God, man, I'm enjoying what I'm doing tonight. I feel like I'm exposing a bum in front of everybody. The devil is full of bluster and words and anger. He does all he can to intimidate and cause fear. Yet the Bible reveals to you that he himself is not as brave or intimidating as he wants you to believe he is. He, the Bible says, James 4 and 7, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. And he'll stand up and fight. That's not what it says. Resist the devil and he'll fight you right back. No, no, no. The Bible said resist the devil and he will flee from you. He's more talk than he is anything else. Amen. The Bible speaks of Satan's power and authority in past tense terminology. Ezekiel chapter number 28. The Lord said, you were in Eden. Every precious stone was your covering. You were on the holy mountain of God. You did walk in the midst of the fire. You were perfect in all your ways until iniquity was found in you. All of your place of authority has been stripped from you. All the places where you could stand have been removed now. The Bible says, God said, I will destroy the devil. His wisdom is corrupted. The God, God told Satan, I will cast you to the ground. I will bring forth a fire and it shall devour thee. And I will bring you to ashes. May I tell you this evening, the devil's judgment is sure, certain, and eternal. He is a liar. And he is the father of lies. And the truth is not in him. Praise God. The devil will not win his war against God. Revelation 20 and 10. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. Where the beast and the false prophet are. And shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. May I tell you, in plain talk, in the end, the devil is a loser. And he's going to be locked in the lake of fire for all of eternity. <laughs> Matthew 25, 41. Jesus said that the everlasting fire is prepared for the devil. So now we understand where Satan came from. We understand his limitations. And we understand the end and his demise. But if all of what I've preached so far is true, how does the devil cause so much havoc in the world today? Where does the devil get his power? In the days of King David, God commanded David not to number the people of Israel. 
He wanted Israel dependent on him, not on their numbers. He didn't want them to get discouraged if the number was low or overconfident if the number was high. It was always God that was going to give the victory, not their army. With that as the background, notice this verse, 1 Chronicles 21 and 1. And Satan stood up against Israel and provoked David to number Israel. The word provoke there means to entice or persuade, to provoke, to incite, to instigate, to seduce, to allure. His lies, his attempts to intimidate, he causes fear and tempts. But in the end, the devil has no power to force anyone to do anything. His power does not come from himself. For he has been stripped of all of his power. So where does his power come from? If he's fallen, if he's not omnipotent or omniscient, if his demise in hell is certain, then where does his power come from? Here is the answer. To where the devil's power comes from. His power comes from you. You are the source of Satan's power in your life. He uses your weaknesses, your lusts, your desires, your fears, your very own will against you. The Bible said that Satan stood up against Israel. He rose up and made it his mission to harm God's people, but he couldn't just do it by himself. He had to provoke David to do it. The devil couldn't trouble Israel without David's help. It wasn't the devil that numbered the people. It was David that numbered the people. Satan's power came from David. His power to get you. Can I preach a minute? His power to get you to do drugs comes from your own flesh. His power to get you drunk comes from your own desires. His power to overcome you with lust comes from your flesh. It is the weakness of your own will and flesh that gives the devil power over your life. Oh God, help me tonight. The devil is a convenient excuse. The devil made me do it. I'll tell you where this message came from. A few weeks ago, I was, I was preaching in Florida, and I was laying in bed, and it got to be about, about 1.30 or so, and I, I, I heard my phone vibrate on the table by the bed, and for some reason, I looked at it, and I didn't recognize the number, and I thought, ah, go to voicemail. Because my standing theory is that if it's not important enough for someone to leave me a message, it's not important enough for me to take time off. Boy, I'm going to have a lot of messages from now on. It kept on ringing. And I thought, well, I guess maybe I better answer it. And so I kind of wiped the sleep out of my eyes, and I answered the phone. And when I answered it, it was somebody that had just gotten baptized here just a few weeks ago. And they were struggling with some stuff from their past and from their life. And to be honest, they had gotten themselves drunk. And then on the phone, at 2 o'clock in the morning, woke me up out of sleep. He says, where? Why does the devil have so much power? Why does the devil have so much power? And the mean pastor in my head clicked in and said his power comes from you. He didn't make you get drunk. He didn't make you open that bottle. 
He didn't make you walk down to the store and put your money on the countertop and walk out with that bottle and take the lid off and put it to your lips and let it tilt your head back and let that go down. The devil didn't do it. I know he's a convenient excuse. I know it's easy to blame the devil, but let's get real. The devil is the one you're looking at in the mirror. You are the source of the devil's power. The devil didn't go down to the meth dealer and give him money. The devil didn't go down to the crack dealer and make a deal. The devil didn't go down to the pot seller and buy and, and get pot in your pocket. It's all because the source of your will. If you want to overcome the devil, you got to master your own will. I wish somebody would say praise the Lord. The devil doesn't make you curse. The devil doesn't make you lie. The devil doesn't make you cheat. The devil doesn't make you flirt with someone you're not married to. If you do it, it's because your will. The devil uses your will. Uh, uh, I, I know we'd be a lot more happy right now if I said, poor baby, that mean old devil. He's a sly old fox. I tell you what, if I could catch him, I'd just put him in a box and I'd lock the door and I'd throw away the key for all the mean tricks he's played on me. But if I really was going to lock up the devil, I'd have to lock up your will and your flesh and your carnal mind. Because that's where the devil gets his power. It's from the lust of the flesh. It's from the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. God help us to overcome the devil we look at in the mirror. called me a couple days ago they said uh, they didn't know I was preparing this sermon because had they known had the princes of this world known they never would have called they called and they were on something and they they said why does the devil make me do it? Why is the devil so powerful? And just like that, that mean old pastor inside of me kicked in again. And I said, the devil, sir, is a convenient excuse. Every time you want to do something, you just blame him. But the truth is that it's the source of your will. I know you'd be shouting more if I said it's the devil's fault, everybody. It's okay. It's not your fault. Let me just, let me just come pat you on the head. It's okay, Junior. It'll be all right. It's okay, buddy. It's okay. You'll be all right, Austin. Everything's good. It's all right, little baby. Here, let me burp you. Let me burp you while I'm at it. Where's my pacifier? Come on. Here's the deal. The source of the devil's power is in your own will. You've got to tell yourself, no, I will not compromise my walk with God. I will not compromise my convictions. I the source of the devil's power is your own will. I know, I know it's not conference preaching. I know it's not camp meeting preaching. But if you'll learn this, you'll go to heaven and you'll be saved. God help me to conquer my own will. The devil has never one time in all of history, from the Garden of Eden till now, the devil has never took a cigarette and put it in someone's mouth and lit it up for him. They always... Went to the store and put money down or credit card down and bought it with the lighter and did it themselves. The source of the devil's power. I know, I know the modern generation has no taste and stomach for preaching against sin. But I'm going to tell you, somebody's got to preach and tell us that we got to get ourselves under control. We got to get our flesh under control. We like blaming Hollywood and we like blaming the porn producers and we like blaming the drug dealer and we like blaming the president and the congressman and we like blaming everybody else. But when are we going to stop and say, I got to learn to tell myself no. I got to get myself under control. I got to get my life under control. 
devil went into the garden and he saw Eve and he said come here Eve and while she's walking towards him he reaches up and picks the fruit off the tree he takes her by the hair pulls it back opens her mouth and shoves it down her throat <laughs> no he used her desires against her. You, you know this fruit will make you wise. You, you, know what, you, know what, you know what this fruit will do? It will make you like God. And she said, oh, that sounds good. I, I want to be wise, and I sure would like to be like God. And so the Bible said she took it, and she did eat. The source of the devil's power in the garden was not in that serpent. The power was in Eve's own will. We're living in a generation. Sister Wilson, thank you for helping me preach. We're living in a generation that wants to blame everybody else for everything else. Everybody's a victim all the time. It's always the teacher's fault or mom's fault or grandpa's fault. It's always the government's fault or this person's fault or that person's fault. We always want to shift blame everywhere else. Well, if the preacher would have preached better, if the singer would have sang my song, if the Sunday school teacher would have brought more cookies, maybe I, maybe I wouldn't have. No, no, no. Here's the deal. you got to learn to control your own will. Make yourself be faithful. Turn off that TV and get yourself to Bible study. Step out of bed. Get out of bed. Come to prayer meeting before church. Get your heart right. Get your spirit right. And get the devil under control because the source of the devil's power is you. Let me preach a little bit longer. I guess we're not on battery backup. Acts 10.38, and God appointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. May I tell you that the Holy Ghost in Jesus went about setting captives free. And the Holy Ghost in the church can still set the captives free. You don't have to be bound. You don't have to be an addict. You don't have to be a sinner. You don't have to be lost. The Holy Ghost will set you free. Woo, hallelujah. You want to know why that young man was up here testifying a while ago? Because he found out the Holy Ghost will make you free. You know why that young lady was up here with these folks in front? Because they found out there's something real and the devil can't hold me back. When I get ready to come out of my cave, the devil can't stop me. When I get ready to make my decision, the devil can't hold me back. Grace, Galatians 1, 3 through 5. Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Anybody want grace and peace? Who gave himself for our sins. Well, why did he do it? That he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God. It is the will of God. Everybody say, it's the will of God. Shout to somebody, it's the will of God. For you to be delivered from the evils of this present world. It's God's will for you to be free. It's God's will for you to have peace. It's God's will for you to have joy. It's God's will for you to walk in victory and dominion. Somebody look at somebody and tell them it's the will of God for me to be free. I got to go a little bit further. John 8 and 36. If the Son, therefore, shall make you a slave to the devil. 
If the Son therefore shall make you. If the Son therefore shall make you. Why don't you shout like you're free? If the Son shall make you. You shall be free indeed. Certain. Fact. Settled. It's taken care of. Paid for. You're a victor. You got victory. You've got victory. You're free in Jesus' name. He can try to intimidate you, tell you you'll never make it, but he can't take away your freedom. He can mock you, belittle you, try to scare you, but you are free indeed. Sixty-three times the Bible says, fear not. You better back up, devil. You don't have Bible to attack me like that. You better get out of my way because you don't have authority over my life. I'm calling dominion right now. I'm calling the law right now. I made up my mind, devil. You're not pushing me around. You're not frustrating me. You're not going to beat me down. I'm calling the law on you right now. If the Son shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. That word indeed means certainly, truly. It's a fact. The devil doesn't have to like it, but he can't stop it. He can lie to you and tell you it's not real, but you're still free. He can intimidate you and tell you that you'll never make it, but he can't take away your freedom. He can mock you, belittle you, and try to scare you, but the Bible still says that you are free indeed. Somebody ought to shout, I'm free. John 4, 1 John 4 and 4, you are of God, little children. And have overcome them. Notice what it said. It didn't say will overcome them. You have overcome them. How have I overcome the spirits of this world? Because greater. Because greater is he that is in you. Than he that is in the world. Jesus. Hallelujah. When you walked up to this altar, a sinner bound by the devil, and you came and you repented of your sins, and you went down in that water in Jesus' name, and you began to worship God, and when you yielded your tongue to God, and he filled you with the gift of the Holy Ghost, that was Christ in you. Am I in the book? Christ in you, the hope of glory. And when the Holy Ghost came in you, that greater God came in you. When that Spirit of God came inside, all of a sudden you look to the world and you say, greater is He that is in me than He that's in the world. Somebody ought to shout right now. Somebody ought to talk in tongues right now. Somebody ought to thank God right now. There is no doubt the Bible says that Satan is the God of this world. He's the prince and the power of the air. But my Bible and your Bible tells us that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Come on, say it. Greater is he. Do this, that's in me. Then he, that's in the world. Come on, do it with me. Greater is he, that's in me. He's greater than addiction. He's greater than lies. He's greater than lust. He's greater than pornography. He's greater than adultery. He's greater than fornication. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. He's greater than false doctrine. He's greater than false religion. He's greater than Buddha, Allah. He's greater than every idol. He's greater. Greater is he that's in me. He's than he that's in the world. Satan's in the bar room. But greater is God inside of you than that little God in the bar room. Satan's in the dope house. 
but greater is that God that's inside of you than that little God that's in the dope house. Satan's in the streets, in the gangs, in all the places of wickedness. But greater is that Holy Ghost inside of you than the God that's in the streets, in the gangs, and all those other places. Greater. Somebody needs to say greater. God is greater. He's greater than Donald Trump. He's greater than Joe Biden. He's greater than Vladimir Putin. He's greater than Jim Beam. He's greater than, than uh, what's that other one, Jack Daniels? He's greater than Bud Stupid. Because Budweiser's the dumbest name there's ever been. There's nobody that guzzles that stuff that's ever been any wiser. He's greater than all that. He's greater than everything this world can throw at you. Listen, I'm going to say it again. The devil doesn't have to like you, but he can't stop you. The devil doesn't have to believe in you, but God believes in you. Greater. If he filled you with the Holy Ghost, he did it so you could have victory. I wish somebody'd shout a minute right now. You were created for victory. You were created for dominion. You were created to walk in power and in the Holy Ghost. Help me. 2 Corinthians 2 and 14. Now thanks be to God. Won't somebody just give God thanks for a minute? Because you, when you do that, you step into a place of victory. When you give God thanks, especially when you're in your struggle, you begin to step into another dimension of victory. Anybody can thank God from the mountaintop, but can you thank him from the valley? Anybody can thank God when the check's in your hand, but can you thank him when the check's in the mail? Anybody can shout when the report comes back good, but can you come back while you're waiting on the doctor's report? Somebody give God thanks right now. Now, thanks be to God. Don't wait till later. Don't wait till it gets better. Don't wait till it turns around. Now, give thanks to God. Everybody ought to be thanking Him. Now, thanks be to God. Which causes, which always. Woo, hallelujah. What does always mean? It means always. You know what the word always means? I love what it, this is, this is what the, the Greek dictionary of always says that the, the word means. Every when. Every when. When I'm tired. When I'm weak. When I'm tempted and when I'm tried. <laughs> when I'm scared. When I'm intimidated. When I'm staring the devil eye to eye. When I feel like I can't make it. When I feel like I can't go another day. When I feel like it's almost over. Every win. I am always, always, which every win causes us to triumph in Christ. I don't know how else to say it, but you were created for victory. You were created to walk in peace and joy and power of the Holy Ghost. You were created to walk in the power of the Spirit. You were created to be set free. It doesn't feel good to be set free. I just gave, a, I just gave an English high five and a Spanish high five. I'm talking in tongues right now. Amen. You were created for victory. You weren't created to sit around discouraged all the time. You were created to walk. He causes us. He causes us always to triumph in Christ. It's not your victory. It's his victory. He's never lost a battle. He's never lost a war. He's never lost to the devil. I'm almost done, maybe. Somebody shout always. always. I want you to shout always triumphant. Always. You are not a failure. You are victorious. Always. You're not a loser. You're a winner. You were created for triumph. 
You were recreated in Christ through his word and spirit to walk in victory and dominion. You were not created. You were not created to be on a spiritual roller coaster up and down, up and down. You were created to walk in the power and the demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Always shout always. I'm trying to get somebody to believe it. Shout always. Always triumphant. I want to say something about the spirit of intimidation. Intimidation, by definition, is the act of making someone else timid or fearful by threats. The devil and people will try to back you into a corner. God told Jeremiah when he prophesied, don't be afraid of their faces. They may not like what you say, but don't worry about how they give you dirty looks. Just preach it. Don't let people intimidate you out of your blessing. And don't let the devil intimidate you either. The spirit of intimidation tries to rob you of your authority and dominion as a child of God. The spirit of intimidation is a thief that wants to rob you of your boldness and the great things that God wants to do in your life. He wants to rob you of your peace and joy and bring stress and anxiety and worry. But how do I fight the spirit of intimidation? The Bible says, 2 Timothy 1 and 6, Wherefore? I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee. Can I tell you that you got to stir the Holy Ghost up? It's not revelation, but it's true. You got to keep the Holy Ghost in your spirit stirred up. You got to stay active in the spirit. You ought to roll out of bed in the morning and say, good morning, Holy Ghost. I'm ready to be filled with you one more time. Amen. You ought to not wait till Wednesday night to pray through. You ought to roll out of bed in the morning, throw your hands up, and say, good morning, Holy Ghost. I'm ready to walk in the power of your spirit. Stir up the gift of God. Stir up the gift of God. Somebody ought to stir it up right now. Somebody ought to open their mouth and just start talking in tongues. Under the power of the Spirit. Stir it up. You need to stir it up. Why, why do I need to stir it up? Why do I need to stir it up? The next verse says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The more you stir up the Holy Ghost, the more fear starts to fade away. And power, love, and a sound mind starts to rise up. Am I preaching yet? Am I pre- I've been trying, but am I, have I finally started preaching? I'm trying to tell somebody, the more you stir up the Holy Ghost, the more that fear begins to leave your life. And the more power, love, and sound mind gets stirred up. out of energy, breath, and notes. I'm not sure which one I'm going to run out of first. You were created to win. Look at somebody and tell them, I was created for victory. Amen. Brother Ethan, get ready. All, all, all you folks, look, I'm not going to wait on you tonight. You're going to have to get up here and get ready. So if you're going to be up here singing, you better run. And if you can't run, walk really fast. Let's get in place. Let's get ready to roll. You are the slowest runners I've ever seen in my life. You were created for victory. You need to say it. I was created to win. Come on, you need to say it. You need to confess it. You need to speak it. I was created for victory. I was not created to be on a spiritual roller coaster. I was not created to spend half my life miserable and discouraged and down. I was made for victory. So I'm going to stir up. I'm going to stir it up. Come on, folks. Get out of here. Come on, get out. Come on, come on, come on. Snap, snap, snap. You were created for victory. 
old time I was in Little Rock. <laughs> he sounds more like Bishop Joel Holmes than Bishop Joel Holmes sounds like him. Bishop Holmes said it, you better say it like he said it. I'm going to kick you right off this platform with the love of Jesus if you don't. Get back, devil. Roll back, Red Sea. Get out of the way, devil. You can't stop me. Back, back. Get back, Jordan. Roll back, Red Sea. Get out of my way, devil. You can't stop me. Somebody ought to say, back up, Jordan. Come on, back up, Jordan. Say it, back up, Jordan. Say it, back up, Jordan. Roll back, Red Sea. Get out of my way, devil. You can't stop me. I was created for victory. I was created for peace. I was created for joy. I was created for dominion. The devil gets his power from me. The devil gets his power from me, but I'm taking my power back. Yeah. Devil, you're not going to manipulate me anymore. You're not going to intimidate me anymore. You're not going to stop me anymore. You're not going to make me cower in fear anymore. Get back. You better back up, Jordan. You better get back, Red Sea. Get out of my way, devil. You can't stop me. Somebody needs to shout for joy right now. Not today, devil. I told I told the difference makers this morning. I told them this morning. I said, when this service, when Bethlehem is done today, I hope that by the time that hell shuts it down tonight, that the devil says, Man, I had a bad day in Bethlehem. I've come to expose him for what he is and for who he is. He's defeated. He's been overcome. And you've got power and you've got victory. Get back, Jordan. Roll back, Red Sea. Get out of my way, devil. You can't stop me. You can't make me stop. You can't take my shout. You can't take my hand clap. You can't take my praise. You can't take, you can't have it. You better back up, devil. Get thee behind me, Satan. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood. I got a good man coming up in me right now. Anybody ever just get sick and tired of something and you get tired of it and you've had it so long that you're tired of taking it and you're tired of putting up with it somebody in the house of God needs to get sick and tired you need to get tired of the devil and his mess you need to get tired of what he's trying to pull and you need to say back up Jordan roll back Red Sea get out of my way devil you can't stop me I plead the blood of Jesus. You ought to give somebody a high five and say, I'll win. You ought to give somebody else a high five and say, I'll win. Amen. It's time for the righteous to take it by force. It's time for the children of God to get some backbone and say, I'm done being pushed around. I'm tired of being timid. I'm tired. I'm tired of laying back and let the devil do what he wants to do. I've come. I've come to claim my victory. I'm taking my power back. I'm taking my power back. Somebody ought to shout right now. Somebody ought to shout right now. Somebody ought to pick up their feet and let the devil know. I still got my shout. I still got my praise. 
mountain, Jordan. Roll back, Red Sea. Get out of my way, devil. You can't stop me. You got to start talking like a champion. Confession of your mouth, the words you speak, you got to start talking victory. I am going to walk in victory. I am going to have peace. I am going to have victory. I'm going to have joy. You better back up, Jordan. You can't stop the child of God. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody ought to just start shouting right now. Somebody ought to just start praising God for your victory right now.
tonight, let him know how good he is to you. Let it be a shout of victory that comes from your soul tonight. Yes. yes. We want you to shout as long as you want to tonight. I just have one quick announcement for all of our guests. We have the meet and greet for everybody. But other than that, I just want you to shout and give him praise as long as you like tonight. Let's just go out in the Holy Ghost style way that we know how. Let's go out in the best way we know how. Let's give him another shout of praise and another hand clap. Let him know he's worthy of it tonight.